Hey, Kevin. Hey, Dougie. Yeah, you know we're doing the podcast, but I'm a little, I'm a little worried. Don't, don't worry, Dougie. Well, I mean, I watched the movie and it was difficult for me to understand, and I don't, I don't know that. Dougie, I, don't, don't worry, Dougie. Yeah, but what if I, what if I mess it up and I, and it'll, I'll look stupid to people. I probably already do, and don't, don't worry, Dougie. Okay, Kevin, I get it. We're doing Don't Worry, Darling. Okay. All right. I, I thought it was funny. Don't worry. Don't worry, Dougie. Don't worry, Darling. Same syllables. Let's just get to the show. All right. Welcome to One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Every week, we talk about film. Sometimes films I like. There's a flip side to that coin. What if you do got me boxed in and I got to put you down? And sometimes films I like. Films that inspire creativity. Give my creation! Films that inspire hope. I'm gonna see the world. Italy, Greece, the Parthenon, the Colosseum, and then I'm gonna build things. Films that take you to a place you never knew existed. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Sometimes films that are just entertaining. Now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. We hope that when you listen to us, you walk away with a new idea, a new perspective, or at least you have a good time. Are you not entertained? Florence this week. Yes, we did. My goodness, she is a fine actor. Yes. She is so good. You and I talked about this a little bit because I just could not wait to hear what your thoughts were. Yeah. Uh and and yeah, like Florence Pugh. Whew. She is so good in everything I've ever seen her in. Yeah, she she really is. But yeah, so we saw Don't Worry Darling. This yep. is coming hot off the press for you. You just saw it today. I just saw it today. And I think I saw it a couple nights ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um and you were wondering how I would uh, like it. I know. I was just on pins and, and needles. I was wondering how I would like it too and actually tonight I'm still wondering how I would like <laughs> it. Uh it's a trip. That's for it, sure. It is very trippy. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Okay, so when so a little background before we get to the old man rundown. Yeah, uh, I suggested that we go see this movie because you and I were both big fans of Booksmart, which yes. I think you can still listen to, if not on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm pretty sure you can uh, still listen on the website, right? Uh, on the episode tab. Yeah, you can still get our uh, podcast of it too. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you can still listen to the podcast. Yeah. But you and I both loved Booksmart, yeah. which is directed by Olivia Wilde. Right. And uh, and I thought she did such a great job uh, with that. I was very curious to see what her next movie was going to be. Yeah. And she's in it, too. Yeah. She, yeah. Which I'm not sure I am, like, a huge fan of her acting Uh. 
Oh, she was good in this one. Oh, she's good in this for yeah. sure. But I, her acting in it would not have been the draw. I was oh, very oh, interested in her direct. Well, her Florence next directing. Pugh is the draw. But yeah, Florence is obviously a huge draw for me. I've been yeah. a huge fan of hers. Yeah. Um, and so and the and the and the uh, um, commercials for it ran nonstop here for a while, as they do with big movies. Yeah, and, yeah, for sure. They, they made it look bizarre. Oh, you're but. stealing my story. <laughs> I'll be quiet now. <laughs> so I wanted to see this no matter what. Right. And you said, when I told you which one I was thinking about doing, watching, you were like, the creepy one? Yeah. And I said, no, it doesn't look that creepy. It like, didn't? No, it didn't look like that. It, <laughs> I was like, no, it's a, it looks like interesting. It doesn't look creepy. Did you change your mind? And then I text you after I got out. Hey, it was way creepier than I thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but to your credit, you said it's way creepier, but you also said it doesn't really go into horror. No, it's it, not really that genre. At least as you and I are concerned, it's not a slasher by any right. means. That's right. definitely on the thriller, and it is creepy. There are some creepy things in this movie yes but most of it is atmospherically creepy Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah we can get into that a little bit later yeah uh so you you always write these uh old man rundowns and yeah because i like to give our fans the truth yeah i think you know what the sound means it's time for the old man rundown Wild one, Olivia, gives us 101 <laughs> what the heck moments. And don't worry, darling. The only thing I worried about, though, dear Olivia, was that it would end without me ever understanding it. Oh, no. <laughs> we got another nope on our hands, huh? <laughs> nope. <laughs> um,. Wow, that was very little about the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but it was all about the movie. You still got me to laugh twice, though, so it counts. All right. Uh, don't worry, darling. Yes. Uh, Are you going to give a real? I'm going to give a real okay. synopsis. All right, fine. It is the story of a man and wife set sometime in the 60s. Uh, their dress is in the 60s. Uh, the it's y- probably more 50s, I think. But yeah, 50s, 60s. The, the year's not defined. Uh, no, it's not, but those are 57 Chevys in there, so I suppose. Okay, okay. And they're brand new so, cars. Straight from American Graffiti. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Florence Pugh plays Alice, and Harry Styles is her husband, who plays Jack. And they live in this isolated desert community that is quintessential picture perfect yeah some some have said it it looks like palm springs yeah it looks like palm springs mixed with like a little bit of the jetsons where like they all all of the cars pull out of the driveway at the same time little leave it to beaver uh yeah just it looks so quaint and perfect yeah and then they have to go back in the house and clean house all day yeah man what i was born in the wrong decade <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
uh yeah so and then it's it's very gender role the the women all there's tons of montages of what they do all day they cook right and clean right and they gossip with each other about their husbands and what they do at work and right but it's all friendly gossip there's no yeah, there's, uh mostly yeah yeah, they, yeah well yeah i mean this movie doesn't stay like this if you've seen the previews you know that it gets dark and creepy yeah but that that's the way this town is set up for us at the in the beginning yeah and as the movie progresses uh and the word was stereotype that's what you're looking for i think there that's what women are that's what men are oh yeah what did i say i i i was just fixing it for you okay (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'll go back. I'll go back and cut that if it's not necessary. No, you're good. Uh, yeah, and so uh, there's this man named Frank who's played by Chris Pine. Yes, who's the devilishly. Oh man, he's such a good actor too. Yeah, uh, handsome bugger too. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, so that yeah, there's there's the Frank character who's in charge of the town. Yes, and they all work at this mind slash science slash something yeah very very top secret yeah they're coming up with a better something something progressive materials is what they call it yes progressive material what it is nobody knows (laughs) and none of the men talk about what they do they can't yeah it's trouble very secretive uh but it doesn't matter because there a reason for because life is perfect here like yeah Yeah. ideal it's amazing yeah uh, and then one of the characters starts there, – there are a few rules that they aren't allowed to do. They're not allowed to go outside of this little town. Right. There's a shopping center. There's a public pool. Like There's a little there's trolley. nothing they could do. They, there's, they won't get bored. It's just perfect. And the, yeah. there's every, everything they want to do is just there. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but they're not allowed to leave into this desert. No. Again, nobody knows why. It's just for their safety because of these yeah. progressive materials. We're going to stay here where it's safe. Exactly. Yeah. The, the town slogan or whatever. Right. Right. Um, and yeah. And so life goes on and, and one of the characters has left the little the enclave or yes. whatever. Yeah. And, and she starts acting crazy. Yeah. And Florence is her friend, but... And I don't think we want to get too much into yeah, the it's plot hard. after it's this. It's hard to talk about uh, this movie without giving away the plot, it's, isn't it? it? Well, it's hard to talk about the plot for sure. Because like yeah. once once this is established, it, just good luck. Hold on. Yeah, <laughs> bring, that's right. Hold on tight. Bring a bucket for your popcorn and uh, <laughs> and just and just enjoy eating it and just watch it happen. And uh, yeah, so that's what the movie's about. Let's get into it. Let's start with our likes all right um uh, okay so uh I, I think it's almost cheating to say florence Pugh's performance because she's amazing uh and this whole story really revolves around her uh and her coming to grips with some certain things um but i i think i love the way they've recreated kind of the late 50s and uh, and I especially like the music. The music is wonderful. It really is. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and once once again i know that i repeat myself sometimes on on these things but the the costuming the setting of the 50s is just really really well done and it's uh yeah i i don't know how else to describe that it's just it's super well done yeah and the, the, it's beautiful it looks fun to live there. Like yeah. it looks fun to live yeah. there. Yeah. Even for the women who are cooking and cleaning, like right. none of them hate it. They no, they all it's seem just, to be they, enjoying it. It just looks so fun. It right. looks like a little perfect world. <laughs> and for those of us who hate cleaning, that doesn't really look like that much fun. But but you would be at work. That's right. <laughs> I would be at work in quotes. Why are you giving me that look, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> Give me your likes. <laughs> so that was it. Yeah, the recreation of the fifties. Yeah, and love the cars. The car. You, you're a big fifties cars guy. I am. Never I been am. a real car guy, other than the stuff from the fifties, right? Or, oh, or I was a bit of a car guy when I was in the service. Mm. Uh, I worked on my fifty-seven Chevy, and <laughs> in fact, the fifty-seven Chevy in that in the movie. That's basically my car. Which one is it? Can we stop the podcast for a minute? Because I have to beat my son senseless. <laughs> ow, ow. <laughs> it's the longer. It's like a station wagon with the fins. The first one they're driving around? Mm. They get a second big silver car at some it's point. It's not silver. Okay. It's more orange. So it's the first one they're driving. Could be. I don't I don't think they drive it. I'm, oh, I'm not okay. sure about that. Well, it doesn't It's matter. just there. Just curious. Uh, yeah, I'm the least car guy ever. <laughs> if it had four wheels and one seat, I'd be like, "This works." If it runs, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it gets me from point That's A true. to point B. Um, so I loved a lot about this movie, basically everything. Uh, huh. but I'm gonna start out. Uh, okay, well, well, Florence, duh, duh, amazing, beautiful, believable grip like gripping like i she's got she covers the uh, the whole range of emotions in this film uh and you know that's how you encapsulate it she's so believable yeah yeah i just i love watching her every second she's on the screen that's all yeah. you can watch yeah um and then here was a big surprise for me harry styles yeah, he yeah he did was do a good job. Really good. Uh, he doesn't hold a candle to Florence, but who does? I don't think anybody does? Well, Chris Olivia Wilde did in this movie. Olivia Wilde is very good, and Chris Pine holds his own yeah. in their little chess match as they as the movie progresses. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but I, the the whole cast. Uh, a guy I don't normally like in this movie is really good. Uh, Nick Kroll, who is who plays Olivia Wilde's husband. Ah, um, I'm not a huge fan of his in the regular world. Right, his normal comedy stuff. He's hit and miss. Yeah, uh, he's a comedian. Oh, he is. Uh, but I thought he d- played this part really well. Um, surprisingly so for me. Um, yeah, I just I uh. I I loved the look of it. It's beautiful. It looks I would want to live there. The colors are so bright. Um, True. And we are not going to talk much about the the 
this where the story goes but there is some really beautiful photography and cinematography as this movie starts to get weird um i'll say a couple of things that are in the previews uh there's a scene where florence is in a pool and the bubbles are going floating down back up into her nose right that's a cool shot like yeah unsettling even though there's nothing really scary going on except it looks like she's drowning (laughs) <laughs> but it's unsettling like yeah it it's, is. it's creepy yeah. the mood in this movie the the tone is pitch perfect it feels perfect and fun and lighthearted when it's supposed to and as it dips its fingers and toes and eventually the entire body into this creepy well it is unsettling there's this black and white photography of these synchronized dancers yeah which it just it just jars you out of your experience and you're just like oh what is going on right now yeah. i don't know what to think about this yeah <laughs> um that was my experience too yeah Only the, i think you enjoyed it more than i did right right i liked that element yeah. um normally i hate being pulled out of a story but like the way they build this story is you're intended to be pulled one way this and that and oh the dialogue was the writing was really good uh the acting from everyone i just i everything about this movie i just loved i ate this movie up i was i just loved it yeah you're quite enamored with it don't even get me started i'm just kidding (laughs) um yeah, I think my biggest surprise was Harry Styles, though. Um, he doesn't have nearly as much to do as Florence because he is at work. A lot of this movie takes place when the men are at work. Right, that's and true. And it's the women. And that they are really they are really the... the Catalyst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the reason the story moves. And, right. And their camaraderie, yet cattiness. Uh, there's a girl who's pregnant i don't remember her name but she was great she really kind of nailed that that perky pregnant person yeah i i don't have her name sorry that's that's all right um yeah i just i just loved it i loved this i loved the secrecy that the men wouldn't talk about their jobs there's a great party scene at a bar where harry styles is like doing this dance move did you like that yeah i liked it because it was so awkward and you're like going like what is going on and like this weird like leaning dance scene and like (laughs) i don't know i just you're making a list of my dislikes oh my gosh (laughs) almost completely (laughs) all right well maybe after this word, uh, we can get into your big list of yes, dislikes. Right. But for now... I have five pages. So. <laughs> let's get to uh, Did You Know. All right. We don't have a cool, clever name for this uh, no, little Kevin bit. No, Kevin doesn't like Kevin's, que- doesn't like <laughs> Kevin's corner. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I just... 
maybe <laughs> it's okay. So in this next segment, though, Kevin's going to talk about music, one yes. of his passions. That's true. Okay, so uh, this is you know we talked the we did the last time we talked about the music was uh, when Taylor Swift did that song for the Crawdad movie. Uh, Harry Styles wrote a song for this movie. He did. Yes, uh, Harry Styles. It. For those of you who are not a young girl or teenager, or <laughs> <laughs> Harry Styles was in the band One Direction. Um, that's what he is famous for. Uh, and then he went. He broke off with that band and has become a successful solo artist. Um, he's got a pretty good voice. I think he's a pretty good musician. And uh, he wrote a song. Uh, but which song? It's a song towards the end. Oh, you know the one they sing? Oh, yes. So I he, do know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so he wrote that song, and it's performed by Florence Pugh and Harry Styles, which you can hear now. And the cool thing about this song to me is the fact that they use it in the film. Something, And I was just going to bring up two other films that do this that I just absolutely love. And I think about the music to these films constantly. Well, not constantly, but currently, even though these films are pretty old. Uh, because it's one of my favorite things when movies do this. Movies that are non-musicals that have... Uh, that have characters singing songs that end up on the soundtrack. Uh, one of which is Juno, where Michael Sarah and Elliot Page sing a song uh, in the song in the movie, and it ends up on the soundtrack. And it's a really great little silly love song. The other one that came to my mind is the Swiss Army Man, is uh, Daniel Radcliffe and uh, Paul Dano are constantly kind of singing songs that end up being the movie soundtrack in that movie. It's a lot more prevalent, but uh, I just thought that I would, uh, I would mention those songs along with the Harry Styles song in this movie. And then the last thing I would say for my little piece here is I think that's what made book smart so good. And that's what really held this movie together as well. While it's getting so crazy is I think that whoever uh, Olivia Wilde works with on music selection and soundtracks, 
they have the same brain going. And I just, I love, I still listen to songs from Booksmart that I only heard on Booksmart. And uh, this soundtrack is so jazzy and then creepy and then creepy jazzy. Like, (laughs) it's just really good. I love, yeah, I love the music in this movie. And that's, uh, that's my corner. (laughs) All right, Dougie. That was my little music. Thanks for letting me talk about music once. You're always hogging that little segment. Well, I am special. (laughs) Let's get to our dislikes. All right, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel that there, I felt going through it anyway, that there were several places where there were disjointed pieces that didn't work for me, didn't, uh, partly because I just did not understand them. For example, with the eggs, right? She, oh, is this, I don't think this is giving anything. No, oh, no, that, this is in the trailer. That, yeah. In the trailer, you see her look at these eggs with this puzzlement, and she cracks the eggs, and there's nothing in them. So does that mean none of the food is really real? Or is it, you know, that's the question you're left with. But then later on, you see her making eggs. So for me, in my more um, basic mind, I'm like, well, wait, are they real or are they not real? I mean, they're not both. So there were things like that that didn't that didn't register for me. That the, and I had to laugh because I, I wasn't joking. You know, the synchronized uh, leg movements and all that stuff, which you can see in our uh, TikTok, by the yes. way. Yes. It's really well done by Kevin. Um, <laughs> those to me were just crazy shots. They didn't add anything for me. Uh, they just they, they just felt thrown in there to show things were weird. Yeah, and, yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> yeah, but they're her. They're her dreams. They're her memories. They're her visions. Right. And they're someone explained for... it later that. Well, never mind. <laughs> Somebody did explain that to me later with a, a plausible explanation, but it, it's just it's, it, there was enough of those weird moments that it took the movie down for me. Um, you really didn't have anything you didn't like. I disliked a few things about this movie. Uh, Wasn't long enough for you. <laughs> Actually, that's part of it. Uh, the ending is really rushed and we can talk about it in spoilers later or or not Uh, yeah and the ending by the way is one of my problems too is that maybe that just because it was rushed it didn't seem satisfying to me oh no i disagree the the actual ending worked perfectly for me um it was the sequences leading up the final 20 minutes just seemed to to cram a lot of information and a lot of answers to these questions that you were having like well what's the dancing for like the ending sequence had like 20 minutes of answers to an hour and 40 minutes of what the heck is going on right right now it it wasn't quite satisfying to the point of like it revealed everything it wanted to reveal i was not left with any questions you weren't no uh but 
but because the movie was so disjointed and creepy and perfect and what and i don't understand and so all are the things eggs you just described except for the perfect are the eggs real or are they not like right how is she how is she breathing backwards in a bathtub or in the in the pool how are the bubbles dri- like all this stuff that doesn't make sense is eventually crystal clear to me but only crystal clear i think so but only because but because of all these questions at the end it was just like and this is that that's why this is there that's this done bye it was just like ah you wanted more i don't know if i wanted more movie i think i just wanted the the answers to be strewn out a little bit better right we could have made the movie a little shorter if you cut out the parts i didn't like but then is 30 minutes really a movie i'm confused by this because of the fact that amy adams woman in the window made it on your top 10 last year and there were just as many stupid oh is the it, wait the wine glass is full now it's empty is she she's oh, talking we... to her dead husband wait he's dead how how's that po- there's just as much there was just as much stuff that didn't make sense in that movie that is utter nonsense oh, kevin no <laughs> No, it's a thriller. It's not. Supp- it's not. It's it's this a thriller. Isn't if but you it's buy not, a mouse a movie, it's, it's gonna want some it's, popcorn. It's not a kids' <laughs> book. <laughs> Are you seriously telling me that this is a more this this is this, both those stories are the same? I mean. They have the exact same elements minus one point we can talk about in spoilers they have the same it is the same build to me of what is going on who is crazy is this real is it not is he real is he not is he alive is he dead is right like all that she's under influence of drugs and and is she all sorts of right that's okay those are questions to be asked but this movie is way weirder. It's way, it way is only weirder. weirder in, it's totally weird. No, it is only weirder in the jumbling and disruptive visuals of the eye, the eye, iris, Thing. the yeah. iris, the dancing girls, uh, <laughs> the the go, keep the, going. You can go lots more longer. <laughs> the blood pop. Like yeah. in the little, the little slide, the yeah, microscopic yeah, slide or right. whatever. It's Ooh. it's only more jarring visually. It, in no. nature, is the exact same mystery as Woman in the Window. Oh no! It's absolutely not even close. Yes, no. This, this, aside from one element, which we can talk about in spoilers. Aside from the element that what happened in Amy Adams's movie could happen. Okay. Makes it totally different than this no movie. Way. Oh yes, no way. way. You also gave RRR a five stars. Yeah, but I didn't call it true. This did. You think this is being presented as a true story? 
Now you're making me sound dumb. No, maybe I'm, not, I'm doing I'm it not myself. I'm trying to but... make it sound dumb. I, you're just saying that like what happened in Amy Adams' movie could happen in real life. Yeah. But like this wasn't trying but... to be like a true story. This is a science fiction thriller. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But you're comparing the two, and I don't think they really compare very well. That was my point. But as far as RRR goes, <laughs> all right, that it's... was unfair. Yeah, because it's. You're not trying to compare it to these. Okay, I am. Comp- I still stick by "Woman in the Window." At a base level, is the same questions that we're asking about. F- the same questions we're asking about Florence Pugh in this movie are the same questions we're asking about Amy Adams. But this is totally different. Uh, it's a totally different genre for me, in my mind. And and not to me, and maybe that's just what it is. It's this is this one is a psychological thriller with a a, a hint of science science fiction. fiction. True. Uh, Amy Adams is a is at at its heart a psychological thriller with a hint of horror. Yeah. And so to me, that's that's the same. No, base not this- story is is she crazy or not? That's the question. Yeah, except in this movie, you never actually ask, is she crazy? Really? I, I did. No, I didn't see her as crazy at all. Never. Well, I'm trying to think back. I, I don't remember thinking, is she crazy? Is this not really happening? Oh, I did. Oh, wow. Were you bamboozled? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone around her is telling her she's crazy. And you didn't, I guess. On a, I ne- I don't think I ever thought she's crazy. I thought she was figuring it out and realizing things weren't real. I never thought she was crazy. There's another character uh, in the movie that. Right. We, we briefly touched on her. The one who started like seeing things. Yes. Yes. But she started seeing that... things because she tried to leave. Right. 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 So I never thought I never thought uh, uh, Florence's character was nuts. But you only never thought that because, and I I agree with you. I never thought she was nuts. Uh, in the way that like, she's the main character. If she turns out to just be crazy, this is going to be a waste of time. Yeah, true. But that being said, she is meant to and portrayed. Is she nuts? By by every other character in the, the the story in the movie is is she crazy or is she not like uh see yeah. maybe that's part of it i didn't pick that up i didn't pick that up at all i thought from the very beginning she was she was saying well as a viewer we as i'm not saying at me as a viewer did so were you when you watched amy adams woman yeah. in the window you weren't sure if she was crazy or not. That's correct. And you were asking her questions. Right. Okay. I feel like that story hinged more on her personally being crazy or not. So in in that level, maybe that's not a fair comparison. But right. I do think that the movie at the base is still very similar. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Well, that's and why that's there are two of us. Totally we don't fine. have to agree. I, you don't have to love this movie. I just when because you, you know what? 
<laughs> I'm never recommending another movie to you again. Because <laughs> I thought you would enjoy this because of Woman in the Window. A crazy psychological story about a person who is going crazy in the yeah. story that this weird world of like oh is the guy upstairs or downstairs did he, you know like what's going on in here and so i just i just the, gonna have to recenter my compass because you liked you loved that movie so much i think you gave it a five stars and you loved it and the last it two, was really good and the last two movies that i have felt very similar both nope and don't worry, darling. Being on the same level. You know what it is, I think? I mean, in all fairness, I think it's the science fiction element in them. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well. I didn't dislike much about this movie. Yeah. I didn't dislike. I didn't love how quickly they crammed the answers into the end. But other than that. I couldn't find much flaw. I sat there and I just ate this movie up. That's interesting. I didn't eat it up. <laughs> I endured it. Yeah, I guess. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I know you are. All right, let's rate this stupid movie. <laughs> okay, let's rate this stupid what movie. What are we doing out there? What do you mean? The one thing they ask of us is to stay here. Where it's safe. Do you even know what the Vigi Project actually is? Have you ever asked? Do you? Please. What's actually happening? Stop it, Alice. What if this place is dangerous? What if Stop it! No. Jack. It's okay. I'm curious to hear where she's going with this. All right, go ahead. Tear it down so I can give it what it actually oh, deserves. No, you can go ahead and go first. I know you're excited to. If you had a tail, you would wag it. <laughs> Everyone knows this is a five for me. I love this movie. I can't wait to watch it again. I would potentially buy this because I think it's going to look amazing on like a really good TV or like a really good like Blu-ray player or whatnot. I think it's just it pops so much. Uh, there are a few. <laughs> Any scene Florence Pugh is in is worth watching a hundred times. Uh, I just I loved everything about this movie. I I have listened to the soundtrack. It's great. I th there's nothing wrong with this movie. I love it. Yeah. Go ahead. It's a one. <laughs> the only thing that would have made this better is if you had an ice horse. <laughs> <laughs> the best I can do for you. Is a three. Golly. All right. There are elements of this story that are really very good. I'm so I'm disappointed. I'm I'm tempted to go to a three and a half. Don't stick with your guns. Don't yeah. you've already disappointed I, me. I just I just didn't really enjoy it that much. Not right. certainly not like you. So disheartening. I know, I know. What are you gonna do with me? 
not recommending any more good movies to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I recommended the 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 uh, a previous podcast subject with the the woman king to you, and you you thought it was pretty good. <laughs> And I knew you'd love it. I knew it was going to be a five or a six for you, but it was like, yeah, you know, it's all right. It's pretty good. I'll, I'll stretch myself here and give it a four. You know, there are... I will say, although this discussion got a bit heated, yes. there are very rarely movies that we are far apart on. And a five and a three is a pretty big jump yes it is uh very rarely do we get anything different anything more drastic than that so it's bound to happen uh, sometimes and we all know that there are those of us who are right and you who are wrong about this movie and yes. that's okay yes. we can't all be right with no, our opinions that's true we can't <laughs> you can't all right dougie yes well I don't think I can take it anymore, talking about Don't Worry Darling. But Don't Worry Dougie. And Don't Worry Kevin. I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to, wait, I'm not going to stay mad. (laughs) Uh, So we were, uh, we took a brief pause there to discuss which segment we were going to do tonight. Right. And And Kevin learned something. Yeah. I originally thought like, gosh, like, well, let's find the science fiction that you do like. Yeah. And uh, and we couldn't. No. <laughs> so I, which is actually really glad. I'm really glad that we got this. And and first of all, I appreciate you watching movies for the podcast that aren't up your alley. Ah, uh, oh, you're now, welcome. Of course, a sports movie f- podcast might be kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I do appreciate the willingness to go out of your depth of taste my comfort zone uh, your comfort zone yes uh so i and that's and that's sincere i don't i i'm not just saying that and once again i did not hate the movie right uh i didn't like it but i do hate recommending movies or think and and again i didn't recommend this to you i just knew i wanted to see it yeah but i thought and in our text i didn't say i i knew there was an element that you might not like uh, but I I think this clear this discussion we had Can, clarified. And yeah, do you want to share part of the discussion? Besides which, <laughs> turns out I didn't understand the movie nearly as much as I thought I did. Yeah, we can get into that in spoilers for yes, sure. Definitely. But uh, I no, I was talking about the one we had on air just a few minutes ago about thrillers versus the Amy the Amy Adams. And this movie really did clarify a few things of how I was confused. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm taking that to heart. And so the next time I'll be a little more certain on what, how you're going to come down on a movie. <laughs> well, and yeah. And uh, Amy Adams, the movie was a thriller. And part of it was just I really like Amy Adams, too. Oh, but Yeah. Because she's just lovely. She's amazing. Yeah. Uh, not sure where I was going with that exactly. But. <laughs> you just wanted to shower. Well, it's a thriller versus science. There's no real science fiction element there. Yeah. But so we were going to do science fiction, like we were going to do science fiction one brew two. Yeah. Uh, to try and squeeze out 
the type of science fiction that you do love, yeah. which we did in our conversation prepping it because it turns out you don't love science fiction. Not really. At all. Uh, so we are going to do, because Harry Styles is a singer who did an acting gig. Yes. We decided to try and locate some other great singing voices that became actors and and that's it so our one brew two is going to be singers turned actors right yeah yeah that's it okay so i'm gonna go first okay uh now this is kind of crazy i didn't see this movie growing up it was a huge hit uh with a lot of my friends when they were kids we didn't see it growing up so it missed my radar completely but while we were living with some friends earlier this year, uh, me and our, our my roommates sat down and watched The Labyrinth hmm. with Jennifer Conley and uh-huh. the singer turned actor for this movie, David Bowie. Oh, huh. And I loved it. Is it a great movie? No, but I could. I just had a really fun time watching it, and the soundtrack is great. And I get why a lot of people hold this movie near and dear to their hearts, especially right. if they had seen it as children. Uh, so that's going to be my first pick. All is, right, uh, is Good. the Labyrinth with yes. David Bowie. And I'm going to pick A League of Their Own, which stars other people but also includes uh madonna as one of the uh, one of the fielders in it and she has some memorable lines in there it's a little bit of a stretch uh on this one but yeah it is it is a very famous uh singer in a movie role which uh, it's funny because uh at some point you get to the end of the movie and realize oh that was madonna okay yeah you know what I've never seen it. Oh, no. <laughs> well, it's not really a sports movie, Kevin. Oh, no, it's not? <laughs> I'm kidding. It's definitely a sports movie. About you should, you should watch this one just for its historical value. Is it a true story? It is a true story. Well, yes and no. Oh, oh, that is interesting. Because that story is much like one we recently podcasted woman king because yeah. the things that happen in uh a league of their own okay the story is fictitious but the league of but oh the interesting American okay baseball league women's league actually existed and this is a it's historical fiction is what it is huh and i loved it didn't have to be true <laughs> well i mean that's plus it's got tom hanks in it <laughs> Tom Hanks and who else? That's a Gina Davis, uh, Rosie O'Donnell. Well, it has Madonna too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you got a second choice for me? We won't dwell on that. Fair enough. Fair enough. It is a sports movie <laughs> after all. <laughs> well, Jordan loves it, and there's a uh, TV series now. Yeah. On Amazon Prime. And Jordan was wanting to watch that with the girls. Right. And so we were going to try and find the movie to watch first. Oh. So it's actually on our radar uh, oh. to watch soon because right. I've never seen it. And It's the story of these sisters who play ball. And 
they're quite good and they, but they have a little bit of sibling rivalry and they, it talks about how they come to be uh, playing for the Georgia Peaches. Okay. Georgia Peaches and I is that a real team? I think it was I I'm not positive. Okay. Well, but as far as I know those characters did not exist, but the the, the story is that the as men went off to fight the war, and of course there are women who went off to fight the war sure. as well, but uh, as men went off to fight the war, a lot of baseball players went to fight. And because of that, the teams were kind of dwindling, and so they decided to have this crazy idea to suit up, to attract and suit up some women's teams just until the men came back. And so they played for... Right, okay, that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, and how the game uh grew in popularity and interesting uh i'm not going to tell you how uh, i'm not going to tell you about it anymore because it's kind of fun how it ends okay did you have a second one i did dougie oh, let's hear it you gotta stop talking about baseball or else yeah. we'll forget this great movie we just talked about. <laughs> yeah go mariners okay so this guy has done a lot of acting but he is primarily known as a singer Yes. Uh, his name is Tom Waits. Really? Yeah. And there's two movies I'm thinking of. I'm thinking... Wait, when you say really, what did you mean? I never heard of him as a singer. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I always thought of him as a singer, and then he did some acting gigs. And that's what we're pointing out. So. Yeah. Okay, well, great. Uh, the two movies I'm going to point out, uh, The Old Man and the Gun. We watched that with Robert. Oh, Redford. that's right. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he was one of the old man, old men with in the in the little gang. Yeah, and I thought he did so good in that movie, but then he's also just brilliant in the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh, in his little, uh, in his little snippet where he's the gold mine. Oh, the gold miner who's figured yeah. out how to where oh, to triangulate find, yeah, to yeah triangulate right. the gold and it's not in the river and huh. yeah that's just a great little bit and he's yes. so good in that but yeah, yeah so so tom waits in the old man in the gun and buster scruggs is my second pick I, it's a bit of a cheat but i couldn't decide which of those movies so yeah so that it's not that much of a cheat mm. Mine's not much of a cheat either, but it's also not much of a surprise. <laughs> I'm going with Lady Gaga, and I'm going with her in uh, the is it the Gucci? What's the title? The House of Gucci. House of Gucci. She was amazing in that movie. Really good. Uh, and and of course she played in the Stars Born, but she played a singer. So yeah. It's true, and she—I mean, she's amazing in *A Star Is Born*. Yeah, she and even her acting in *A Star Is Born* is notable. It's very good. But this, the House of Gucci, showed that she could really act. Outside she didn't of have a singer. to. She didn't have to pretend to be somebody similar to herself. Right. Right. So, yeah, not not to discredit the acting in *A Star no, Is Born*, but no. a but pop star our, playing a pop star is. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Great, good choices. Yeah. Okay, so uh, uh st we're stay staying away from the science fiction conversation, but we uh we went with the singer as an actor type one brew two. Yes. 
Uh, so I think the only thing left to do now is roll credits and get into any spoilers. Ooh, yeah. One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is created and hosted by Kevin and Doug Zane. Follow our social media on Twitter at One Brew Over for Kevin and at The Old Man and Da Brew for Doug. Keep up with the podcast on Instagram at One Brew Over. Email your feedback to OneBrewOver at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy the show, leave a review and tell a friend. Sound bites and trailers for films are taken from YouTube and do not belong to this podcast. All original music is written and recorded by Kevin Zade. For archival episodes and more, go to www.onebrewover.com. And thanks for listening to One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. All right, Dougie. Yes. Last chance. First of all, if any of our conversation sounded interesting, go see this. Because you do not want to be spoiled by this conversation. Oh, no. And I think we did. If you have any any interest, go see it. And I think we did a pretty good job of keeping it mostly spoiler-free, except giving out the fact that it's science fiction-y. Right. And and what are you going to do? A lot of what we kind of gave away is in the trailers, so... Exactly. The yeah. eggs, the, the yeah, so for you sure. You can see in the in the trailer that it's gonna be weird. Right. Right. It, so for lack of a better word. I feel like we did a pretty good job. Yeah. But uh so yeah, so basically they're living in a s in a virtual simulation. Yeah. And uh it turns out that most of the women there are prisoners of their partners and they're they're being fed and brainwashed via some sort of elect science fictional virtual reality simulation yeah uh and it was such a weird twist and this is kind of what i'm talking about is this movie asks you so many questions the eggs the visions the secret progressive materials, the Frank character. What the hell is going on in this world that we're watching? And then with about 20 minutes left, they break out of this simulate, out of this 1950s, 60s, perfect world, perfect life. Yeah. And Florence Pugh is 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 a doctor and her husband is has lost his job and he's listening to this weird radio program with chris pine's voice right talking about how there's a way to live better and stuff like this and yeah you have this project that they're doing and uh so you're like okay this is weird yeah because like all of a sudden you're all of a sudden they're not in the 1950s they're in the, their present day i think so uh close enough or it must be yeah they're in they're in especially with the technology right yeah, yeah. They, he's got double monitors and big right. nice headphones so they're in present day and she's a cert like a surgeon right 
uh, working 30-hour shifts. Right. Uh, and he's unemployed and dirty and gross-looking yeah, and, like, really sweaty. And you can tell he just – he got fired or laid off, and he just sits at home all day listening to this, listening to this crazy man on yeah, this podcast. Yeah. And then uh, eventually it is revealed that Florence Pugh has been shackled to a bed and has these devices on her eyes that have these retina scanners yeah. that are somehow, I mean, it's science fiction. This doesn't, this isn't possible, right. but somehow in this world they're, they are transporting her living experience into this artificial intelligent virtual reality life simulator. And so she's a prisoner in this world. And then it starts to kind of make sense that, Oh, like once you break the current or whatever, once you get to the headquarters, you break out because it turns out that the men are leaving the simulation every day to keep themselves alive and to make money so that they can get back to this world. So it's just this, this dream world for the men that they are trapping their wives in. Um, And so it kind of, but it just so happens so fast. That was my biggest dislike was like so many interesting things happen. And then boop, you're really force fed the answers to all the questions. Right. And yeah, if you missed a couple of elements like that in this really quick telling, I could understand. And this is the conversation you kind of alluded yeah. to earlier. If you missed a couple of those elements, then the question of like, are there, is there eggs in the egg or is there like yolk and actual egg in the egg or not? Because it doesn't make sense that it doesn't have one one day and does have one in the other day that your, your questions not being answered would leave this film a lot more dissatisfying. I think. Yes. And that's, and that is apparently what happened to me. It's been interesting to me talking to Kevin just now about the movie and he was he had to explain it to me which was a big part of my dislike of the movie is I, apparently I didn't understand it well and I think that's the movie's fault I don't think that's your fault and I think that's part of that's one of the reasons I just happened to understand what they were telling yeah but they force feed that last 20 minutes so full of information right that if you miss even a beat or two of it the whole thing would be very dissatisfying i think so i'm i'm a little more understanding of where you're coming from (laughs) in our earlier conversation of not quite understanding why it wasn't explained when i'm like oh it made sense to me like the ending (laughs) made sense to me yeah and the people who loved it that's the way they see the film it's not uh, really highly rated, actually, I don't think. But I think a lot of the audience liked it. But people talk about plot holes and things like that. I wonder if they misunderstood, too. One of the questions I'm left with is the men obviously know that they're in the simulation. Do the women? Well, no. They, I mean, to me, it's clear the women don't know. Right. Except for... Um, Olivia Wilde's character, yeah, um, because Olivia Wilde character, her character, is eventually revealed to us that she, she knows, knows what's going on, and she's lost her her children died in the real world, so she wants to 
be in this simulation where they're still alive. She's and chosen it, right? Yeah, so she's she's the one that's chosen this, and so. Oh, fun fact for you! Before yes. We forget, um, the little little girl, her little girl in the movie, is uh, Daisy Sudeikis. Jason's oh, really? daughter, yeah. They were married. Olivia, Olivia Wilde Wild. and Jason Sudeikis, That's right? That's right. I think so. I don't know if they're still married. I I don't know. I'd have to look it up. No, I maybe. forgot about that. I guess it makes it uh, more understandable. <laughs> I think they were married at some yeah, point. Yeah, I think so, too. That's cool, though. Yeah. I mean, it's not like she gets a lot of screen time. Or no, anything, no, right? but yeah. But yeah, so I mean, that is the big reveal. The whole movie is full of questions of yeah. what is going on, and then the real reveal. And so none of it is really real. None of it. None yeah. of it. None of the food they eat. Oh man, that steak that she's buttering—that oh. looked so good, and you get to see it twice. Yeah. Mm, yum. <laughs> I know. It's like mm, getting kind of hungry. <laughs> yeah. There was just so much visually for this uh, we talked about doing picture perfect but i don't know if i could do a picture perfect i might have chosen the steak oh man it's, it's just, just so so much eye candy yeah, in this yeah, movie it is. there uh, is i guess it goes this goes without saying that different strokes for different folks absolutely and i guess we'll just uh move on and we'll agree to disagree next week we're going to talk about a potentially similarly disagreeing movie. Oh. Uh, we're going to see 3,000 Years of Longing, which has the... Is that what it's called? Yes, but I... Well, no. I think it's 3,000 Years of Yawning. <laughs> oh, boy. You should stay tuned. Buckle in. <laughs> All right. See you next time. Next week.